Welcome to Go, your local source for information and conversation to support a healthy lifestyle in Chatham County, North Carolina. We are your hosts, Rob Schooley and Emily Long. Today, we are going to chat with George Gregor Holt and Mina Kajuria on the topic of counterfeit medication. Across the nation, there has been an overwhelming increase in the number of adolescent overdose deaths. According to the Center for Disease Control, median monthly overdose deaths among adolescents ages 10 to 19 increased 109% from 2019 to 2021. In that same period, deaths involving fentanyl increased by 182%. Counterfeit pills were present in nearly 25% of deaths. Today is Thursday, February 8th, 2024, and here we go. All right, so we're here today with two of our friends to talk about counterfeit medication. And full transparency, this is not something I know a lot about, so the, I, I think that we're going to learn a lot today. Um, so I'm going to let our uh, guests introduce themselves. Um, we have again with us George Gregor Holt. Um, George, would you like to go ahead and introduce yourself? Sure. Thanks, um, Rob and Emily. It's great being here. Uh, my name is George Gregor Holt. I volunteer as coordinator for Chatham Drug Free, Chatham County's Alcohol, Tobacco, and Other Drug Prevention Coalition. Well, thank you so much. And Mina. Hi, Mina Kajuria with Via Health. Via Health manages publicly funded behavioral health services in Chatham County. Thank you for having me. Excellent. Thank you so much. And of course, we have Emily Long with us. Emily, you want to say hello? And I'm Emily Long. I, uh, Chatham County Schools Student Services Program Facilitator and co-host of this wonderful podcast with Rob all right. Thank you so much. So I th- let's just, the, the, the beginning, it's a wonderful place to begin. Uh, let's start. What What is counterfeit medication? It, the, the words we put them together make sense to me, but I don't know what that means. Can someone explain to us what is counterfeit medication? So it's literally like what it sounds. It's medication that appears in every way to be legitimate, legally obtained medication from a legitimate pharmacy, but it is not. And that is a very popular thing that is happening and it's been happening in the U.S. and in our state for some time. So now when I think back to the 90s of of substances, for instance, like MDMA, ecstasy, is they were pressed into pills. What's the difference between like that and what are we, you're saying this looks like Medicaid, what is that? Like the, the the little imprints, the shapes, the sizes, is that what you're referring to? So it is pressed still into MDMA, meth, heroin, cocaine, those things still it's it's being are being cut with fentanyl. But also there's a huge market for making medications appear, though they're fake, as if they are a, for example, benzodiazepine, like a clonopin or a pain pill. And that is where people are really getting confused because I think people are more likely to be wary of perhaps cocaine might have something illicit in it or meth. They might have their guard up a little bit more, but when they are seeking a Percocet because they're achy and they think this pill looks just like a regular pill and I got it from my friend, but unfortunately it turns out to be deadly. Yeah. These uh, pill presses are ubiquitous. Um, I just read that eBay is paying a $59 million fine for selling pill presses online um, to people in the United States. So we often uh, look toward uh, China or Mexico as places that where these fake medications come from. But uh, with, with that n- amount of pill presses being sold in the United States, I'm really afraid that there's a lot of 
pressing going on in the United States as well. And as Mina said, those medications look like the real thing um, and oftentimes are adulterated with other kinds of uh, substances. Is there any way to tell when you look at a pill if it's a pretend pill or a real pill? It's really hard to distinguish with the naked eye. So I have looked at examples. There are some really good pictures on the DEA that have a fake pill side by side, a real pill, and there is no way to tell. So that is the challenge. You can't visually look at something and know that it is not what you believe it is. Um, and that's why there's a danger. It's always a risk with something. You don't know where it was obtained. It wasn't prescribed for you. You didn't obtain it from a legitimate pharmacy. In a recent uh, survey by the DEA, the Drug Enforcement Administration, seven out of 10 of those pills contain fentanyl. So uh, it's fairly common if you get a fake, if you buy counterfeit medications that you're going to get something that that is adulterated with fentanyl. Um, and and a, a deadly amount of fentanyl. So this sounds intentional to me. Like it's they're, they're trying trying to mimic prescription medications that are out there. Is is that correct? Is that like maybe trying to, if you got pulled over and had medication, you could you would say that these are my pills. Is that why? You could. I think personally, what's happening is people need medications for many different reasons. Um, adults who can't afford their prescriptions, they need to still obtain the medicine that they want. So they go this route. Um, I think a lot of people assume that because it looks just like a pill and say I got it from George, someone I know really well, I believe that that pill that I'm buying from him is legitimately safe because I know George. So I'm accidentally in some cases, not intentionally trying to obtain fentanyl, I'm buying what I think is a anti-anxiety drug. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think I think that's th there are several reasons why people are, as as Mina said, buying these counterfeit medications. On the more nefarious side, you have youngsters uh, and young adults who are uh, finding the purchase of these counterfeit medications pretty easy. Um, they're pretty widely available on the dark web, mm -hmm. um, which is sort of the underground internet, and uh, and they can uh, they're not very expensive, and you can have them shipped to your house. So uh, it's it's very convenient, it's very easy, mm -hmm. and um, and and it's very dangerous. I know it was actually like in the news this week. There was what a hearing on social media. And one of the families that was was there to confront the social media, like big wigs, like Mark Zuckerberg, was um, using social media that um, a, a, an underage teen ordered a pill for anti-anxiety, and it was laced with fentanyl, and that individual passed away. Mm -hmm. um, so it's not yep. even just the dark web; it's just your regular social media. Yes, is it's accessible. Yes, you're absolutely right. So social media is really popular among people trying to obtain, I would say, any kind of drug, but certainly that includes fake medication because everyone has a smartphone. Um, there's actually like a language that people who are purchasing drugs and that drug sellers will use and they will text an emoji. Um, it's very confusing when I look at it, but it makes perfect sense to uh, younger folks. And 
The use of apps is also really prevalent because Snapchat content, other content disappears. So people believe it's safer, it's anonymous. Um, But social media, it's so tricky because the algorithm that can come up, even if you like one site or person or anything even slightly related to drug use, then the algorithm will start suggesting more for you. And then also, drug dealers know that youth and young people are looking for certain medicines, and so they card they target them. So throughout this, I've heard a couple times the word uh, fentanyl. Uh, I'm familiar with the term. I'm not a f- sure if everybody is. Can someone describe what is what is fentanyl? I hear about it in the news all the time. Yeah. So fentanyl is a synthetic opioid. It's extremely strong, much stronger than morphine or the pain pills that come to mind. Um, It's actually used to manage surgery and late stage cancer treatment. So it is very, very potent. And even just a very small amount of it can cause you to experience uh, effects of an overdose. So as I understand, like fentanyl, a lot of many people don't use fentanyl as a drug, but it is cut into Mm -hmm. a lot of different drugs. And that's where the danger is, is that it's being cut. Is that correct? Yes, because it's it's cheap. It's easy to make. So it makes sense from a monetary business model for drug dealers. Really? And as Mina said, the 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 amount that you need to get effect from it is so minuscule that it it really is cost effective. And uh the problem with these counterfeit medications and other things that are cut with fentanyl because powdered cocaine and there's other um, powdered heroin um, that have fentanyl in it as well is that there's no way to know what the dosage is. And so what's happening um, more frequently is that people are getting fentanyl um, test strips so that they can test their drug before uh, they ingest it to see how much fentanyl's in in it. So the test strips will say how much is in it. Yeah. Wow. Do we do we have any idea? And this is kind of off. Well, no, it's it's related to, to counterfeit medication. Do we have any idea percentage of overdoses that may, may be accidental from from counterfeit medication or just you know street drugs laced with? Is there data out there about that? So there is data that we have, and I'm sure there's other data that can be found. But in 2021, 80% of all teen overdoses, actually 77%, involved fentanyl um, because it's just so common and so prevalent. And George mentioned that when these substances are seized and tested, that so often now and much more often um, in our current times, they contain fentanyl than they did maybe from a sample a few years back. So let's kind of move. Let's go back to the to the topic of um, counterfeit medication. Um, so it sounds like the consequences of of counterfeit medication are pretty significant. Mm-hmm. It's not just you're getting something you don't know what it is, but it could be laced with something deadly. Is that what I'm? Yes, that's absolutely right, and that's why George and I have been working on raising awareness about counterfeit medication. And the thing is. More often than not, if you don't know where your medicine came from, if you didn't get it yourself or from a trusted adult from a legal pharmacy, you don't know what's in it. And it doesn't it, there's a very high likelihood it doesn't contain what it should and a very high likelihood that it contains stuff that is bad for you. And so more and more often now we're seeing that as fentanyl. 
Yeah, it's one of the reasons why the Drug Enforcement Administration has a campaign called um, One Pill Can Kill to get a raise awareness for young people and adults, young adults, um, to realize that if you're buying medications from a, a source that you're not quite sure of, that it could be the last pill that you mm-hmm. take. So yep. uh, we really want to get folks to understand that even though these medications might look real and they might be less expensive than medications that you would get through a trusted pharmacy or other distributor, uh, that that you run a real risk if you ingest them. Do we have, you know, the state of America's healthcare is really unstable right now sure. and medications are expensive. Do we have any idea of how many people are out there just trying to find medications yes. that they need and they find a cheaper source. So they mm-hmm. find that, is that a thing? Yes, of course. Uh, people can't afford their prescriptions. Prescriptions, as we all know, are extremely expensive. Not everyone has insurance. Not everyone has good insurance. And so people still need these medications. I mean, think about when we hear people hoarding uh, insulin, right? And that cost a dollar to make. Like the it was sold for a dollar from its patent. I just get on my soapbox about that. But, 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 but. So yes, people can afford their prescriptions. And so it's not just people using substances illicitly or specifically to get high. It's people who are trying to purchase medication that they desperately need uh, to survive and thrive. And they also unfortunately will buy these things and they're filled with really deadly substances. Gosh, that's terrifying. It's crazy. Terrifying. So without, I mean, I I don't want to put people in certain directions. Uh, and we started talking about this a little bit ago. I mean, how are people finding these, the, the, these counterfeit medications or, or I think someone mentioned an online pharmacy or is it the, the drug dealer? Is it, how is this happening? Well, I, I think, and, and it's not for lack of me trying to figure this out because, uh, you know, in preparation for this podcast, I figured, well, I'm going to talk about this. I might as well see how you do it. And, but I couldn't figure it out. I can't, I don't, I don't know how to get on the dark web. And, uh, and I don't, I don't know where these online pharmacies are. If you Google online pharmacy, you get pretty, your first 20 or 30 hits anyway, I went down are look like reasonable, uh, relatively legal pharmacies, you know, uh, among the, you know, among, among the usual ones we think of, then there are several online pharmacies, but that they're not the pharmacies that young people and young adults are getting this medication from. So, um, I'm, I'm not quite sure how they know other than it's sort of an underground, transfer of information between young people uh, that they that they get the uh, they get the addresses of these under underground online pharmacies and then they uh, they purchase from them so uh, I, it seemed like we should be able to figure out how to do it but but I've I learned a long time ago that young people are a lot smarter than we are mm. um, well I'll speak for myself. Young people are a lot smarter than me. So um, I think we need some young folks to teach us how they do it and and so we can figure out how we can help them not do it. You know, fun story. I was giving a alcohol, tobacco, and other drug presentation at a high school one time. And um, a 
you know, there's always varying ranges of kids in the classroom about like that know and don't know. And so one kid said, well, how much does methamphetamine cost? Mm. And I don't know. Like I I didn't, I don't have an answer. I said, I don't know. And about 20 seconds later, a kid said, it's blah, 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 however much it was. And I jokingly said, are you on the dark web? And his face dropped. And so I, I think he, he, this child was able to access Mm -hmm. the dark web. So you can access the dark web pretty easily, um, and I won't really go into detail, but you can get to it. And so there are a lot of underground uh, prescriptions, fake meds, illicit substances being sold there, but also on social media. And so people can actually have drugs delivered to them. And it could be as simple as I'm texting George and like, George, my back is achy. Um, Do you have a tramadol uh, that I can get? And you say, George, sure, let me ask my friend, or I know a guy, just like that. And so these drugs can actually be delivered to you, like any other item, like food or Instacart or whatnot. And it's all done by social media. Now, social media companies have tried to crack down on these accounts. But, you know, almost as soon as they do, a whole nother set of social media springs up. From what it sounds like is probably not every child knows how to access the dark web, but it's like one of those things where they have a friend who knows a friend who does. Yeah. And so there's mm-hmm. a, there's an, an mm-hmm. access point. And that's, that's the scary part is because, you know, once those pills leaves one person's hands, anybody after that is unsure of what you actually technically have in front of you. Mm-hmm. So that, that that's actually more terrifying to me than so interesting. Thank you for joining us for part one of our discussion on counterfeit medication, but there's still much more to explore. Be sure to tune in to part two, where we will continue our conversation and dive into the important intersection of parenting and counterfeit medication. By staying informed, you are doing your part to help create a healthier future in Chatham County.